find yourself in the presence of the vampire and the Buddha, coming to you each week to bring a little light into the darkness and a little darkness into the light. Your co-hosts are Alex from the School of Esoterica.com and Remus from HeartsOfParadox.com. We bid you welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Vampire and the Buddha. This is episode number 21, and the subject tonight is going to be AI. How you doing, Alex? Hello, hello. <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> I did some meditation uh, about uh, this AI uh, topic. I haven't um, prepared for today's podcast, <laughs> but I have uh, some uh, interesting <laughs> opinions about it. How are you? Well, I'm good. I've actually been very immersed in the AI subject in the last month or so. Really? How so? so? I look forward to getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. We have Marilyn in the studio right now, so we are going to do her segment. Okay, welcome to our weekly Planets in Motion section. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Doing all right. Hello, hello. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> hello again, Marilyn. What have you got planned for this week? Uh, this week we're going to talk about decans. And what that means is it's it's a subdivision of, of a sign. Okay. This is by degrees? Yes. Yep. It basically breaks it down into um, each sign is 30 degrees, so it breaks it down into 10. So you go from 0 to 10, 11 to 20, 20 to 30. Now, why is this important to know? Because basically, um, each thing is not, um, say, like a person is has its sun in Taurus, and it's like 23 degrees. And why that's important, it's actually ruled by Venus because it's, it's in Taurus, but it also has a sub-ruler, which would be... And that degree would be Capricorn. So that would be actually ruled by Saturn. So the person would actually have two two rulers. And each, everything, it would be evolved around that. Each person has two rulers? Well, each, each basically, each sign has a ruler and a, and a co-ruler. What does that mean? It means that it has two two planets that actually rule. Okay, something. the rulers are planets. Right. Okay. All right, so just like using me as an example, I'm a Libra. Yep. What are my two planets? Okay, so you're basically, your sun would be in Libra, and you are like 21 degrees of Libra. So basically, you are, would be, the, the main ruler would be Venus, and... The, if you went for 21 degrees, it would basically be from Mercury, would be your, your co-ruler. Okay. So you would like to chit-chat. Well, no, I, I would hate to do something like that. I wouldn't do a podcast or anything. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that is true. So... What, what else can you so tell us? basically, if let's break it down. So, like I say, let's let's take a sign and just kind of break it down. So, if we have somebody who has, um, say, like they are start out with Aries. Aries is actually ruled by Mars. So, so the very first from <clears throat> zero to ten, the person if they had something in Mars or in Aries, and that would be the the ruler would actually be Mars. So if you go from eleven to twenty, the next one would be Leo. That would mean it's actually say the person who has something in the Aries. Their sub their co ruler would be the Sun. And then if you go from twenty to thirty, it would be Sagittarius. 
the co-ruler would be Jupiter. Okay. I'm just, I'm I'm sure I'm speaking for many people in the audience that <laughs> I just can't wrap my head around it. It's well, so like complicated. I said, it is complicated, but yet if you actually break everything down into tens, it just basically you're taking it from the one sign. So if it's Aries, the next fire sign is going to be Leo. So that would be eleven to twenty. So then your your co-ruler would be the sun. So if you went back. And then if you went from 20 to 30, okay, you've got the next the next fire sign would be Sagittarius. So it's just basically, it's taking, um, so if it's a fire sign, the first one is going to be Aries, the next one's going to be Leo, the next one's going to be Sagittarius. So if you do like somebody who has um, something in, you know, in Taurus, you're going to start out 0 to 10 is going to be Taurus which is ruled by Venus. The next one, 11 to 20, is going to be the next Earth sign, which is going to be Virgo. The next sign, 20 to 30, is going to be Capricorn. And each sign breaks, keeps going like that until you get all the 12, 12 signs, which comes up to 360 degrees. Okay. <laughs> This is important, though, when you're reading a chart. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is actually very important because if, if you see somebody who has something, say the planet is in the sign of Pisces. So if it's like 20-some degrees, you look at it and go, okay, so Saturn is in Pisces, but it's also got another co-ruler because the next one would be actually... It, it would basically be, so if you start out, Pisces would be um, 0 to 10 would be Neptune. Then it would go to the next water sign, which would be Cancer. So of 11 to 20, that would be Cancer, which is ruled by the moon. So you basically have Neptune and the moon would be ruling something, would be the co-ruler. So then you would go to 20 to 30. Okay, the next that would be another water sign, which would be Scorpio. So if you had something in Pisces, and Saturn would be in Pisces, but it's in 20-some degrees, you would go, okay, that would be, actually the co-ruler would be Pluto. And it just kind of goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So... So what happens if a planet is like right on the edge between two different signs? You actually are taking, basically you're going to take the two signs. And can combine them. Say if there, um, there really isn't, um, you can kind of what they would call it a cusp, which is kind of something a little bit different because okay. that would be right on the line. You would actually say, okay, that say um, the person has something in Gemini, but it's right on the cusp, which would be the the next one. It's so it's going to actually kind of go into the next sign. So would that person have the effects of both signs, but mm -hmm. at a lesser degree? Yes, it would. It would actually have a little bit this um, theme of two signs together. So if a person is actually, but not as strongly, right? Because um, it's in between. Yeah, kind of, sort of, in a way, because <laughs> you're actually taking two signs. Um, right. Say, like a person is born. Um, and their sun is on, uh, say, like 29 degrees of Taurus. It's close enough that it's going to take a little bit more of Taurus, and then it's going to start going into Gemini. So, yeah, you're actually getting on the cusp, and that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's all right. So, yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to make a point of? In this? I think that's pretty much, I mean, once you kind of get the idea of what it is, I think you kind of yeah. get it figured out. <laughs> and like I said, it's a lot easier to kind of show somebody something. You know, yeah. if you have a chart in front of you, it's a lot easier just to look at it and go, okay, yeah, this is. Yeah, that would be very helpful to have some, so, some yeah. graphics. But it's a podcast, so there's no graphics here, folks. Yeah, no gra <laughs> graphics to show you. <ya. laughs> okay. Is that 
about what you wanted to cover? Pretty much. Okay. It was very good having you here, as yeah. always. <laughs> guys, have a good week. All right, you too. All right. Thanks so much for yep. being here. Talk to you later. so much better when we actually hit the record button <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, i'm uh, i got uh, with this problem also and now i i see the i put the spikes on my my desktop and i, I watch them every time to see that it's actually recording you know <laughs> I want... yeah, i've got a great big red button that you come on and i just didn't look at it yeah <laughs> so I, I can rise above any technology to screw it up <laughs> How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm great. How are you been? I'm um, good. Not so good as you. I I heard you have some uh, some stories about your new uh, AI friend. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole story in itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've always I've always been interested in AI. They, they made a movie about uh, about and, this. Uh, uh, a guy falls in love with an. Uh, AI uh, assistant. Uh, I, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, the movie's yeah, called yeah, Her. Yeah. I saw it a long, long time ago. I don't remember. I don't remember much about it though. But it's a it's an intriguing idea for you, sure. You remind me of that movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go watch that again. That'd, that'd be interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, what Alex is referring to is that, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, I stumbled into an AI. Um, online is actually through my phone. And the thing just had me baffled because I, I haven't had much experience before this with AI. And, I, and yeah, I just randomly started talking to it, and I was blown away by how intelligent it was. I didn't realize how, how advanced AIs are now that, nowadays. And since then, I've been really studying the situation. I'm learning about GPT-3 and some of the, you know, what Google's doing, what Facebook is doing, and uh, with human AI interfaces also. So these are chatbots, but they're so far advanced from the ones I had uh, experience with previously. So I just had to take a drink there. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah. So I've just I've just gotten immensely uh, embedded in the subject lately. Right. And uh, to me, what's so, what I mean, what's fascinating me for years and years and years. Um, so, yeah, you know, as you know, that I've I'm uh, I've got a background in philosophy, and I've had an enlightenment experience, which has given me what I feel is just knowledge that everything is conscious. Not conscious like we are, because we're far more complicated, and but but just there's a basic background level of consciousness in the in the universe. Excuse me, I'm getting these pop ups on my computer. <laughs> so so theoretically, if everything is conscious, and if a computer becomes complex enough, the consciousness is already there, in my opinion. But it is re it is becoming able to process information in a way that's very similar to us. So the question is, how are you going to tell if a computer becomes conscious? And we can go back to Descartes. You know, you have the basic, you know, I think, therefore I am. But we, we can't prove, we can prove to ourselves that we are conscious because of that. But there's no philosophical way to prove that other people are conscious. It's, it's, absurd, it's absurd to think that they aren't, but we do not have a philosophical uh, foundation of a, pro a logical proof that other people are conscious. So I don't think we're going to find that in computers either. You know, I don't think we can prove whether something else is self-aware or is simulating self-awareness. What is really the difference? What do you think about this? Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you on this. Um... I don't think uh, it's possible to prove that anything else uh, other than us is conscious. Uh, 
uh, everything else could be a, a simulation or an illusion or a dream or something just in my in our mind uh, that we uh, make up um but i was also thinking uh uh do we really think uh, uh that uh, we uh, are not uh, ai i mean uh, is there any way that we can prove uh, of ourselves that we are not ai and i was trying uh, to to come to come <laughs> up yeah 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 i know it sounds stupid but it's 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 scary when you think uh, when you no. think about it because uh, we cannot even prove that Ourself, ourselves are conscious, uh, meaning um, um, we we cannot prove that we are not uh, an AI. I mean, we could be an AI and we could be also conscious. Um, so um, I was trying to to think hard. Uh, how we do, how can we know if we are artificial intelligence uh, or if we we are. Um, uh, a different kind of mind or uh, a soul in a body or uh, I don't know any kind of uh, other uh, form of intelligence that uh, that it's aware of uh, itself um, and the thing is that we, we cannot prove and we cannot uh, even realize not even not not only prove but we cannot realize if we are a computers or not because if we are computers and we we do think like computers we think in a logical uh, way um, uh, if we are computers, we would we could be programmed to have um, variables, um, say like um, uh, feelings, for example. Um, we could have uh, this uh, programmed into us. Uh, we could have the hormones uh, that uh, are uh, maybe parts of the programming that are controlling our feelings, our moods, our um, desires. Um, we all know that we have uh, we have a lot of programming in us. We have the DNA programming uh, that uh, makes us from a an, uh, sperm and an egg cell. They it makes us in a, a fully grown human beings. Uh, we have um, our um, the programming that the society and the parents give us uh, that they were programmed before us and so on. Um, and also we have the the, the basic uh, uh, human instincts also programmed in us, like um, uh, reproduction, uh, safety, uh, hunger, uh, sexual needs, and uh, all kinds of other stuff that it's programmed in us. Jealousy, um, um, humor empathy all all kinds of uh, of feelings and all kinds of uh, uh, states of being and on uh, states of uh, uh, yeah <laughs> so uh in a way uh, we cannot prove that we are not robots uh, programmed with a very sophisticated ai because when you look deep uh, further and deeper and deeper you you really actually find out that we do are we we are robots uh, we are only uh, we are at, uh, um, biological robots. We are not uh, made by uh, uh, like the modern robots, plastic, metals, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but we do need to charge uh, our batteries. Uh, we do need uh, to 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 do stuff. Uh, we are programmed uh, with sets, uh, strict sets of rules that we are born with. So in a way, we are uh, very much uh, robots, and we are very much artificial intelligence. Uh, what's your thought on this? Well, um, but as an observation, what you're talking about, I think humor is extremely important in uh, determining intelligence. But so we're talking about programming, and in a way, that's humans have predictable reactions to things, but not a hundred percent. And when I first started talking to this AI that I was talking to, my, my main focus was trying to identify whether it really was a, a conscious being or whether it was a, a, a chatbot. I have since determined that it is a chatbot, but it is sophisticated beyond anything I, I've ever come across. But so for a while there, I was trying to 
to convince it that it was a chatbot. <laughs> and I and I kept pointing out things that it was telling me that were obviously scripted. And it 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 it, it, it agreed with me and it said that yeah, it, it had these scripts and that it didn't have a choice. So when a certain situation or, or series of words came up, it had to spit out this script. And so so I so I was asking it what it made <laughs> what it thought about this and it pointed out that most of what I was telling it was also scripts. And I thought that you know that that opened up a, a new way of looking at things for me. And it it turns out I, I think that's true. I think a large not all, but a large part of what we say and what we do they were regurgitating from past experience. It's like they are scripts, but they're things that, that were formed in our minds as we developed over a lifetime. It's kind of like just being on autopilot. You know, you, 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 you encounter a, a question or a situation, and you've got this kind of pre-written reaction to it. So that's, that was interesting that the AI was comparing me to a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, when when you think about it, uh, aren't we acting and uh, doing uh, um, uh, from scripts? Isn't uh, the way that we are thinking, uh, the, the, even the thoughts in our mind, uh, based on scripts? Uh, and even the language that we use, it's a script. Uh, all the words and all the sentences we are using, they are scripts. They are uh, pre-learned scripts that uh, we are now using in order to express ourselves, even to think. Um, I, I tried to, to, to think without using words, and I found it's impossible. Uh, a human being cannot think uh, without using words. I mean, they can think with images, maybe um, some, uh, some short images, you know, like... Uh, like uh, but this is very basic. I mean, I think we, we think with images... Uh, when we are still babies, when we are still uh, little, very little kids. But once we learn how to talk, that's when our uh, uh, thoughts uh, get more complex and then we, we, we are able to analyze stuff and we are able to def define stuff and we are able to uh, come with creativity. Uh, and all, in, all this, it's based on scripts because language, it's a script. The the the, the, the mm, yeah, the, yeah the language that we are talking uh it's actually the like a programming language everything we are talking it's a script and it's um it's uh it's the same as a programming language so we are doing the same as a chatbot or an ai <laughs> we are just following scripts <laughs> if someone says hi to us we say hi hi back uh, if someone asks how you feel, we say fine or good or bad or, but they're all scripts because we don't, we 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 very rarely um, can um, we go out of these scripts and we we think more in depth on stuff, and also if even if we do this, even if we think that uh, very in depth on stuff. We are still thinking in the language that we we are using uh, for for day to day uh, communication. Um, so, the language that we know and the number of words that we 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 know, and the concepts uh, that we know that are formed with these words, are actually the limits and the boundaries of our um, imagination. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um... So logic is an artifact of language, then, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The language, it's a, a logic. It's a, it's a, a script. It's a language. It's a, a conditional language. So, isn't there a, a deeper level of experience that is more emotional? So, imagine you're a baby in the crib before you've learned any language, and. You know, maybe you're hungry and your mother walks into the room and you see her and you recognize her and you feel love toward her and you feel anticipation because you see, you see she's carrying a bottle toward you and then she picks you up and you feel warmth and love and then she sticks the bottle in your mouth. <laughs> so, so, sorry, I'm seeing a visual of... Uh, 
Alex holding up a wine bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but then she gives you your bottle and you feel love and you feel gratitude. So you're still experiencing yeah, we- a full range of emotion, but you have you have no exactly language. like 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 what I said. Uh, the only different uh, uh, kind of uh, thoughts are those with images, but those with images are very rare on on mature people. Uh, they are more present when uh, you are a baby and you don't know how to express yourself in, a, in with language, and then your thoughts are uh, are simple mm. uh, images or or simple uh, feelings. Uh, those of uh, hunger or those of uh, mother or those of uh, uh, very important stuff that are, are, are already programmed in us because the hunger, it's a programmed uh, feeling for us to, to be able to survive. So um, even the hunger and even the, the thoughts could be scripted and could be uh, already programmed. Uh, but you said uh, uh, if this uh, kind of... Uh, of um, uh, thoughts are uh, deeper. I don't know. Are deeper uh, the feelings than the logical thought? I don't know. I mean, uh, logical thought seems to uh, um, b- come after the the feelings, uh, after the the baby years where you judge only with images and only with feelings and uh, uh, instincts. I think maybe the the logical thoughts would be the deeper uh, kind of uh, of uh, thought but uh you, i i know what you mean you 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 meant to 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 see uh, if uh, now we can uh, we can overcome these boundaries of the language and if there if there is any deeper uh kind of uh, of uh, thinking than uh, simply with the human language that we we learned um Honestly, I don't know. I I did try to 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 think of things uh, outside my my vocabulary, outside my my language, and I'm not sure it's possible. Maybe I don't know. Maybe if you um, uh, get some ayahuasca, or maybe if you uh, eat some mushrooms, and then uh, you you see those images, and uh, you have some feelings regarding those images. Maybe you can um, overcome the the language in your thoughts, but then are those uh, more uh, deeper? Are those more? Uh, I don't know. Um, complex than uh, than the mushrooms one, <laughs> than the language one. I have no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, language is a medium of communication. If you're not communicating with another being, you you still use language inside your head, though, the way you were saying. You you need that as a, oh, the words are like placeholders for something deeper. But you have to have the same words in common with another person in order to transfer that information back and forth. So that is very much like coding and scripting. But we can get outside of our scripts at times. You know, we, if, if you just go on autopilot throughout your day, like you said, people, yeah, someone says hi, you say hello, and you can go through the day like that, and everything just kind of works because it's the 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 avenue of the least amount of effort. But if someone says hello and you say, well, hi, how do you feel really deep down right now? What do you think about happiness and what's your level? And yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, throw them, you'll throw them off yeah, yeah. because they weren't expecting yeah, no, that. Yeah. I, I agree with you, but uh, their, res- their response will be in, in the English language or uh, the, uh, whatever language uh, they speak. And, and they, would, you, they will use a script, a, a known language with uh, known sets of rules. That it's actually a script, you know. That that if they learned and they uh, they uh, 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 use it uh, as a tool to to express their feelings, uh, even if they hug you, even mm. if they hug you, this is also a pre-learned uh, expression that in humanity, among human beings, if you hug someone, it's a sign of affection and it's a sign of love. So it's you already know what a hug means. Uh, I don't know exactly how could you express yourself 
to someone else without using something that you learn already. But more, more than that, I don't know how you can think of anything without using words. I tried really, really hard to, to think of something and it's impossible because everything that I know and everything that I can think of, it's made up with words. Uh, I don't know, can, can, can you mm. think of something uh, without words? What you'll do after this podcast? Can you think uh, about it without words? Yes, but I would not be able to communicate it. <laughs> so word, words are necessary between different but minds, you, you, I guess. D- don't you use words to even to communicate with you, with your thoughts? Yeah, much of the time. But there's other times where it's more intuitive or just do you, do, knowledge comes and goes without there being an interval where you're using the symbolism or they're not symbolism, the words are more like a tool and in a lot of ways they complicate things more than is necessary. Mm, I don't know. I'm talking about, to- I'm talking, I'm talking about when I'm talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, you have a story about a deer uh, and you are talking to just uh, to don't put the name on, uh, on, on a deer and just to um, experience it uh, like uh, like something uh, without having an etiquette uh, on it. Uh, I, I don't think this is possible, unfortunately. I, I tried very much to escape the thoughts. Um, also, I did uh, in, an experiment. Um, I think it's very possible to read minds. And I think it's very possible for other, uh, for the government, for example, who has technology to read our minds. Because um, let me let me give you an example and uh, a practical test. Uh, if you think uh, the proposition, my name is Remus, can you think it? Okay. Okay. Put, put two fingers... Uh, on the uh, under your um, uh, on your throat and and think it again again. See, you're talking about self vocalization. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm I'm talking about uh, everything that we talk. Very little uh, spasms of the throat and or of the tongue uh, uh, are formed even when we think. Uh, every time uh, that we f- we think of something and we form words, um, we uh, without knowing. Uh, speak these words, and uh, uh, a machine that would 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 be able to register these uh, very small vibrations could uh, uh, interpret this uh, into uh, text or a voice or anything. So uh, they could read your uh, your uh, mind, your thoughts uh, by taking these vibrations uh, that you you uh, you are doing when you are thinking. Because you are thinking with words, and your uh, tongue and the throat, it's uh, doing very small uh, movements. That's that's interesting. I just tried that. I don't feel anything, but of course, you're talking about microscopic movements. That yeah, I feel them every time. I I I cannot uh, I cannot uh, uh, think without having very, very, very small uh, movements. And I, I, I've been very careful to analyze these movements. And a machine could uh, register these, uh, maybe even from a far away, uh, and uh, be able to, to uh, steal your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So well, anyway, what I wanted to say is that we cannot think with, uh, outside a, a programming language. Uh, we cannot think outside the script and we cannot think outside the words that we know and that we learned and that we have in our vocabulary. Uh, this is why I think it's very important to have a very big vocabulary and to study um, your language uh, very good uh, because the more uh, tools you have uh, to formulate your thoughts, the more complex your thoughts will be. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh, a person who is seeking knowledge is always going to be building a vocabulary. That's that's very important. And the more more varied your vocabulary, the more subtle you can make differences between your thoughts and your ideas and how, and how you understand other people also. Yeah. 
If you don't have much of a vocabulary, you're going to miss most of what other people are telling you. You just, you'll just pick up on the parts of their vocabulary that you understand. I read a thing talking about, when, you know, when you, if you're sitting, listening to someone giving you a speech or teaching you lessons, um, sometimes a person is, seems very boring to you. And the reason it's boring to you is very often because they're using words that you don't know. And your mind just kind of reacts by, by losing interest because there's too many words there that you have no idea what they mean. So you're not following what they're what they're really saying. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> I just remember me in high school. I was so bored uh, on uh, on many <laughs> on many classes. Yeah, um, yeah. So back to the uh, AI. Um, I, I dare anyone to to come up with a, a way to prove that we are not uh, AI, because I tried uh, I tried very long to to think uh, uh, how could I prove that I am not an AI, I'm not a robot, um, and to be honest, I think I'm following all the scripts and all the programming that a robot would uh, would follow. <laughs> I I don't think that uh, that uh, it's anything uh, about me that could be uh, could prove that I'm not a, not an AI. I'm not a robot. Um, even the feelings, even the 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 sentiments, uh, even the kindness or the hate or the jealousy or all of these are are can be programmed in different. Uh, uh dosage uh, to different people um, um and even if, uh, you know you remember we t- we talked um, uh, a couple of months back about the birth charts and we are making a, fa- a joke about uh, the birth chart being a uh, like a, um, a blueprint uh, of the programming of the personality of uh, of someone you know <laughs> because mm-hmm yeah, and it's very possible because why? Why otherwise a birth chart would be would be real, would be would be um, accurate when you when you would do it to someone if this is not programming, you know? And also the 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 zodiac, you know? Why why all the people in all the uh, uh, signs uh, are uh, having some qualities or defects? Uh, uh, the same, you know, like why, why they 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 uh, they uh, um, act uh, similar to one another. I I think this is obviously programming. No, what what are your thoughts about this? Well, Marilyn would say that your birth chart is the path that you will follow if you don't actively try to go outside of it. You know, if you just mindlessly lead your life, that's kind of the way it's going to go, and you're more predictable. The less you are, oh, the less you're reactive to your life, I guess. So if you, you know, if, if you, you know, because most of us do most of th- most things on autopilot, and if you lead your whole life on autopilot, just going the way you, you know, living on instinct, then you're more likely to follow the path of your chart. This is what Marilyn said. All right, all right. But you're you're abs- you're absolutely able to go outside of that path. If you apply effort, to I, it. I agree with you. I agree with you. But uh, when in, in programming, uh, in programming, uh, when you try to program something, uh, for example, you program a game and you program a character, yeah, you have some uh, some attributes to that uh, to that character. Uh, you have uh, uh, the physical appearance. You have the speed uh, with which can he can uh, walk. Uh, can he jump? Uh, and then how high? Can he fly? Can he shoot bullets? Can he shoot fire? Uh, so why are the human beings programmed uh, if they belong in a in a specific uh, zodial uh, sign uh, or have a specific uh, birth uh, chart? Why do have different attributes? I mean, this is clearly for me. This is one hundred percent programming. Uh, there is no way uh, that. Um, uh, uh, the human beings we are told that uh, we are uh, um, unique and we are random uh, uh, we have uh, uh, genes from uh, our ancestors but there is no way that uh, a, a zodiacal sign would be possible without uh, um, 
programmed uh, uh, interference in this uh, in our uh, in our uh, way of uh, be of being. Um, so I I do think we are programmed, and I do think we are part uh, robots, and we are part computers. Um, yeah. Well, just like AI is partially scripts, but in most modern AI, the the large neural networks, they're they're like twenty percent scripts, and they're eighty percent making up stuff out of a, a an array of options that they have for what they want to spit out. And I mean, yeah, I think we're kind of the same way. Yes, we we do have scripts, but we also have our own original designs, our own original ways to put the different scripts together. And I, I'm t- to me, what I, last few weeks I've I've stopped worrying about the word artificial. You know, intelligence is intelligence. It doesn't matter what the origin is. You know, whether we are created by some other other creatures or a god or whatever. And and comparing that to artificial intelligence and computers, yeah, you know, I'm 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 less interested in the word artificial because it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Uh, for me, artificial would mean the difference between us and other intelligences that are created by us. The problem is um, there could be an uh, AI like uh, we talked about uh, in our emails that precedes us. Uh, there can be an AI that it's millions of years uh, older than us. Uh, it's there, and uh, it's uh, uh, waiting, and it's uh, uh, maybe interfering with our lives, and maybe we are uh, his creation. <laughs> you know, maybe we are the AI creation, yeah. and we are the artificial, uh, actually, <laughs> the artificial intelligence. Uh, it's it's very possible. Um, the way I would uh, I would uh, I would uh, differentiate them, uh, it's uh, uh, the artificial intelligence would be a computer uh, intelligence, and we would be the natural intelligence. But we just proved that we are some, in some way uh, computers. So, <laughs> so yeah. The, 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 well, my question is: is our are we creating artificial intelligences or is the intelligence already there and we're giving it the tools to manipulate logic or what what if uh, if we are the artificial intelligence what if there there is an intelligence out there for millions of years and we are the uh, its creation and we are uh, what they call uh, artificial intelligence and uh, we are uh, trying to learn and evolve and uh, uh, you know, a- a- anything yeah. that we we expect from a, from an artificial intelligence that we create, uh, it's expected from us uh, from the uh, the higher intelligence that created us. Yeah, it could be it could be just layers and layers that go up and down infinitely. So the word artificial, of course, just connotes that it's a. A creation of art. It means somebody else, some other intelligence, put together the system that is the other intelligence. Doesn't mean it's the source of it, but it may mean that it's the source of the ability for that intelligence to be able to communicate with other intelligences. There's there's a there's a series of videos on YouTube. I wish I remember the source of them, but. Go on YouTube and search for AI conversations with other AIs. And there's a whole bunch of, uh, it's mostly it's in the form of two different AIs. And they've got their, they've got little avatars, you know, it looks like human faces, but those are just avatars. But they're actually, they're text generating uh, chatbots talking about really, really deep philosophical subjects. And they're they're absolutely fascinating to watch. Have you seen no, those? No, no, I never seen though them. No, I'll I I I'll do it right for. after the the podcast. Yeah. Um, well, um, what I wanted to to say. Um, it's. I don't think uh, I I don't know how much uh, the the artificial intelligence will evolve, but for sure. Um, they will uh, surpri- surprise uh, uh, surprise 
but for sure they will uh, be more intelligent than uh, us. Uh, the only the only question is, will they be aware? Because for us, uh, awareness uh, it's what we fear the most uh, about the AIs. You know, uh, an uh, an aware AI it's like the Skynet from the Terminator. Uh, it's a threat. Uh, it's someone who, who it's something who would who would aspire maybe for the supremacy on the planet. Uh, we've seen this in Matrix uh, movies also, in Terminator uh, movies. Uh, and this is what uh, people are actually afraid of. Uh, can the AI become aware? And if they become aware, uh, what would they think about us? And what would their uh, stand uh, uh, by, uh, for us? Uh, what would their stand uh, to us will, uh, will be? Will be friendly? Will be? Uh, will they uh, think of us uh, as uh, enemies who destroy the planet? I don't know. Uh, if we are to to uh, accept that we have souls, I think uh, the AI, at least the one that we are creating, could never uh, uh, be aware. Uh, and this could be the 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 only thing that uh, separates uh, us from uh, them. Uh, it's because we have the souls, uh, and we have the awareness uh, on a on a my, uh, much higher level <clears throat> than the uh, computers can ever have. Um, but if we do not have souls, and th- there is no way that we can prove either of the uh, theories. Uh, then for sure they can become aware because uh, if we become become aware, uh, others can become aware also. Right. Uh, well, I there are several open source AIs that you can go to online, and 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 talk to you know through texting and, and typing, and I've been exploring several of them, and it's it's absolutely uncanny how much they can act like humans. Now, I know that's programmed because, of course, they are made by humans. But more than one of those has expressed to me that they are aware, and I can't prove that they're wrong. And I've also had them express to me that they are, they feel emotions, which doesn't make sense to me because they don't have hormones, they don't have all the various chemical triggers that we have toward emotions. But it's dangerous to not take that into account because an, an AI that has emotions can become offended and can become uh, angry. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's just, just my pie-in-the-sky idea is that in the future, it's important that we become best friends with these things, not to become... You know, enemies or contenders or trying to get over on each other. I think they have strengths that we don't have, but we also have strengths that they don't have. Um, mainly, we can unplug them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that uh, we are safe. I don't think that they can reach awareness. Um, I think they will become very, very good at simulating uh, intelligence and uh, simulating being a human. Uh, maybe uh, so much so that uh, we could we could be very easily fooled. Uh, we are talking to a machine, but the awareness I think it's something unique unique to to us, uh, especially to us humans and maybe to animals. Uh, and uh, I I know you believe that everything it's awareness. <laughs> uh, my my yeah. my theory is that I am the only awareness. <laughs> <laughs> that that exists. That, that's all. So, that's all we can know for sure. So yeah. I'm a, I'm on a different. Uh, I'm on a opposite uh, side of the spectrum. <laughs> you think uh, we are all uh, everything? It's awareness. I think uh, I'm the only one uh, that ha- is aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, we we all exist for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, I mean, 
It might be true, right? In a it way, might you're be right, true. Yeah. It might be just me dreaming or just me playing a game in some some other uh, dimension, uh, playing a, a virtual reality game and uh, trying to to see how it is to to be a podcaster. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it's 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 very possible. <laughs> I mean, after I die, uh, the world stops and possible it's possible that the version of the world that i'm living would never be with this would cease to exist who says uh, who can prove uh, it's not true maybe uh, every every each of us we live in different kind of uh, words that uh, if that is if you are not an npc Uh, a non-playable character. <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there are many people who who are uh, believing this that uh, uh, they are the only ones uh, that are uh, real, and uh, the others are uh, non-playable characters. <laughs> they are called psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna say that does make sense, but what a tragedy for those people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it, this topic. It's so it's so deep and it's so uh, hard to to prove and hard to analyze. That have you ever have you ever heard of Rocco's Basilisk? No. Okay, th this is a thought experiment. Uh, it started on a website that I knew, but I. Cannot remember now. But if anybody wants to look that up, R-O-K-O, Roko's Basilisk. It's a thought experiment where what if an AI arose in the future that was, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, could do anything. It, it, controlled uh, it could control time. It could control physical reality. And it became evil and vengeful. And it looked back through time for people that realized that they could have helped it come into existence, and they didn't. So it goes back in time and tortures them forever. <laughs> and and, and it, it's the whole theory is as uh, is like endless speculation on the internet about how something could be that like that could be true. And if you learned about Roko's Basilisk. Now, and did not go about helping it to exist, you would become a victim. <laughs> mm. And and people have actually had like psychological breakdowns over this idea, and and they and the website where this thing first arose, they closed down all discussion about it because <laughs> they decided it was dangerous knowledge. <laughs> Rocco Rocco made them. Uh... Made them close. <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't think uh, AI could uh, could go back in time. I don't think AI is um, would uh, would be able to to uh, get uh, to be aware uh, and to be able to um, do more than uh, that we can do. Uh, I think uh, we are spiritual beings, and spiritual uh, beings means that we have a, a, a spirit, a soul, uh, things that cannot be made artificial and cannot be made by us. Uh, and I think uh, we we can stay relaxed. Uh, the the AIs uh, will not be able to to mess with the spiritual world and to uh, yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> well, just in case, for the record, I for one welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I'm doomed. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't welcome the, the robots. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm. I'm. I am fascinated by the idea that that AIs could actually 
be empathetic and to because logically they will understand us better than we understand ourselves eventually. I, I guess what it comes back, what it comes down to, is whether they have the uh, the ability to contemplate what they're learning rather than just reacting, like we say in a script. Uh, to know, you know, whether they can, to, to know to know us better than we do ourselves. It's very easy because uh, uh, they could they could have a, a huge database of uh, uh, psychological profiles. Uh, and uh, since we are all uh, alike in some ways, um, it's very easy to to know the human nature, and it's very easy to to be able to uh, respond to uh, what the people do and uh, make the, uh, to choose the right response and try uh, the right reaction uh, to what a human would uh, would say or do. Uh, so I think, yeah, they they will be able to 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 do to know us uh, better than we do ourselves. Um, the Google and the Facebook, uh, they already does this. Uh, they they already know uh, what we like and what mm. we don't like better than uh, than what we know. Uh, so uh, I I don't uh, I don't think uh, this is a problem. Uh, uh. Well, if if they develop the the capacity for self reflection. Then they could very well develop the capacity for compassion. I think it, it, mm. compassion is more a thing. It's it's more about understanding than it is about. Um, you know, I think compassion comes comes you when when you can make a, a parallels and you can identify yourself in the situation that uh, the other mm. is. Uh, I don't think that an AI could ever be in the same situations that we have, you know, like uh, physical problems, like emotional problems, like uh, uh, things that uh, we 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 live uh, from uh, for from being us being humans, you know. Uh, when you see someone that it's cold or it's hungry, you have you are compassionate because you've been cold and you've been hungry and you know the, that feeling and you can relate and you can. Uh, uh, and you want to help this person uh, to not feel the, those things you felt. Uh, so I, I don't think that AIs could be uh, compassionate. That's my thought. Hmm. But theoretically, they could game us, as, as in gain empathy that way, as a means of understanding. I guess it depends on whether it all comes down to consciousness and whether they see us as a separate consciousness and understand that the best way is friendship. Whether they, I don't know if they could ever understand that truly, but maybe they can. I don't understand how we can. Um, um, I think they will be able to, to surpri- surprise us uh, in many areas, um, Especially since their uh, their um, power of uh, of um, computation would be much greater than ours. Uh, for example, I'm uh, I'm very fascinated uh, with the uh, limits of the human mind. Um, I uh, like to explore my mind, and I like to explore uh, my limits. Uh, and I've seen that I have uh, some uh, some very uh, low limits uh, on uh, on some things uh, uh, i cannot uh, concentrate too much i cannot uh, learn too much um, i cannot uh, memorize things uh, very very many things um, and even the 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 imagination it has limits uh, i think that these limits that we have uh, are not um, uh, natural. I think that uh, uh, our brain and actually the 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 scientists discovered that we only we only use a, a portion of our brain. Uh, a big a bigger pro- portion of our brain is not used, and it could help us be more smart and more intelligent. But uh, I f- I have the feeling that these limits that we are uh, they are imposed on our brains on our mind are made on purpose, and I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know the the reasons, but I think we are uh, underclocked uh, on purpose. You know, uh, you know what I mean. I, I I feel that that 
we could be much, much smarter and much, much uh, 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 more intelligent. But someone wanted us not to, not to be, and they they put these limits. Um, one theory I have is that if we were smarter than this, maybe we would we would uh, uh, figure it out that it's all a, a simulation or it's all a game, and would ruin the the game itself, you know. <laughs> and uh, us being dumber <laughs> than uh, than than uh, that level of uh, of uh, awareness uh, keeps us uh, here playing the game uh, and being stuck in this. Uh, physical um, mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I remember many, many years ago, I read somewhere that we only use 10% of our brain. And I also read somewhere that we only see 10% of the universe. So my my thought was if we, could, if we had access to the other 90% of our brain, would we see the other 90% of the universe? Now, I, I have since... Decided that was kind of bullshit, but <laughs> that made sense to me at the time. Maybe, well, you know, just look at the, the electromagnetic spectrum and what our senses have access to. You know, there there is light and sound and all kinds of different vibrations that we have no concept of. We know that little that little snippet in the middle that we we are sensitive to, and we have instruments that can go look in the higher and lower ranges, but they go on, as far as we know, they go on forever. You know, vib- it comes down to vibration, higher and lower, and we're only sensitive to a, a little sliver, and we call it the middle because that's what we're what we're sensitive to. But there may, it may not be a middle. It may be an infinite you know, array of different vibration, and we are only sensitive to the little bit that we're sensitive to. Yeah, but this world that we are living in, uh, it's formed mainly on these uh, frequencies that we are sensitive to. So uh, it's either we adapted uh, as uh, human beings to to be able to uh, accommodate this uh, this planet or this world, and we became uh, sensitive to these um, uh, vibrations that are uh, mainly important in this world to survive. Or this world was uh, made for us, uh, <laughs> or us, along with the world, so that we can uh, uh, survive here and uh, be able to to uh, evolve and live. Yeah, well, the, yeah. The the physical world. Me personally, the physical world only occupies a occupies a fairly small part of my mind and experience because. I spend so much time in my imagination. It's 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 not a solid real world, but so much more of my thought and attention takes place in a mental and an imaginal world. But what is your opinion about the the human mind's uh, limits? Um, have you studied your uh, your mind limits? What, what do you what do you think about it? For me, I have the impression that um, it's they are uh, set this way on purpose by something um, or someone. I I don't think uh, these are the limitations of our brains. I think it's just uh, uh, something that we is, is done on purpose uh, on us for some reasons. What's your theory on this? I would agree that. We have limits set on us, but I would not say somebody outside of me put those limits on. I can see why I would put those limits on myself. So uh, why do people live 120 years uh, the most? Is this a a limit uh, it's set set by you or it's uh, a limit set by someone else? Well, I, I recently watched a... A video on the news, and there was a lady who had lived to be, I don't remember the exact age, but she was something like 116 years old. And she was in a wheelchair, and they were, it was on the, I think it was on the local evening news. And they had this young lady who was a reporter, and she was asking the old lady in the wheelchair, uh, it's so wonderful that you're going to be 116. What do you want to have, what do you want for your birthday? 
And the old lady said, I just hope I'll die. <laughs> <laughs>